to the Podcock PCast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. We fucking made it, dude. Bobby Russell joins me. College football is back in earnest. Got a little taste last week, but I must ask you first, how you doing, man? I, I'm doing great. In, in 24 hours, I'm going to be in the same exact spot watching Penn State, Purdue, and the backyard brawl. And I could not be more excited for both of those games. Yeah, we got five straight days. We're recording this on a Wednesday evening, but a Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday, a game or two Sunday, and then Labor Day uh, Monday. Uh, games, five straight days. College football is back in earnest. Um, I mean, really, last week, Nebraska, they pissed themselves like uh, they normally do under Scott Frost. Uh, but, Bobby, let's boast here real quick. Um, the podcast, I'm going to give us th- I'm going to give us three now. You're over in the Vandy, uh, um, Hawaii game hit. I mean, Vandy covered that by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 1-0 and for you. Congrats. Uh, my Illinois fight in Illini last week pounded. Uh, I mean, they didn't look that great, but uh, they got the job done and covered at home against the Wyoming Cowboys. And I said, hey, I, I didn't pull the trigger, but I'm still counting as a, a, a second lock for the pod and for myself. I had UNLV. Play in the the twenty some they win by thirty one uh, blowout Idaho State there and so uh, podcast three and zero off to a rip roaring start uh, that's for sure hopefully we can keep that going all year long um, but we got a little bit of business then we'll talk some games and and week one um, if you're a college football podcast I feel like it's kind of I don't know it, it's mandatory to give out Heisman predictions. Uh, where are you at on the Heisman, dude? I'm kind of over it. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I, I thought it was, you know, the coolest thing in the world. Um, I'm kind of over it, but I, I, there's still, I guess, a little nostalgia there. But your thoughts on the Heisman, then we'll give out. Uh, I got a, a, a pick I think will win in a dark horse. I don't know how you attack this, but uh, first your thoughts on the Heisman. Yeah, I, I'm exact same way. I feel like every, you know, five or six years, Someone comes out of nowhere and wins it, like 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 Joey did in 2019. That that was great. But then there's other years, like like last year, like Bryce Young. I mean, he looked the part all season. He wins it. So I I I enjoy watching the last 10 minutes of that one hour show when they present it. But and the I speech, could, yeah, yeah. I could really care less the other 15 weeks of the of the season. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. But I mean, I like I said, I feel like it's kind of mandatory just to throw out some predictions and, and maybe uh, you or I or somebody gets to uh, the boast a little bit and say, hey, that was my Heisman guy preseason. Um, I'll get us started here. I'm going to go chalk. I hate it. I'm going with the favorite, plus 200, two to one. Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I'm all over the Buckeyes this year. He is my pick to uh, hoist the Heisman. Ohio State, obviously a, a lineage, uh, almost a tradition up there in Columbus of Heisman Trophy winners. They've had a boatload of them. Uh, throughout their history, and I think Stroud might be able to uh, add his name to that list. Um, who, who's your uh, pick? Yeah, I I, I I like Stroud a lot as well. I feel like he's the popular name going into it. He um, is. Bryce Young, I, I just feel like the, the, the voting committee doesn't want another two-time winner, so I, I just I, don't, I don't see him winning it again. I factored that in too. I should have mentioned that, but yeah, good call. Yeah, so I, I think my favorite going in, I'm going to go with another Ohio State Buckeye. I think Travion Henderson. Um, I, I think he's going to be a much more complete back than J.K. Dobbins was, and he's probably the the best back in recent memory for the Buckeyes. Um, so that that's 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 my guy, Travion Henderson. I think a 1,500 yard 
rushing season is not out of the question for him. Yeah, plus 4,000 uh, right now, so 40 to 1 there. Not a bad pull. My dark horse also comes from the same odds bracket, if you will, uh, a 40 to 1 chance, uh, plus 4,000. I'm going to go with the Miami quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, I think Miami has a chance this year. Maybe um, they're going to be in playoff contention, but I think they can win their side of the, the ACC. Uh, I think Van Dyke could end up playing himself onto uh, one of the top – QBs uh, drafted there, so uh, I'm going to go with TVD. Yeah, I, I, I'll pull a dark horse out of, out of left field here. I'm going to go with Devin Leary, NC State. Oh. I, you know, he's down there. I probably don't even know if he even has odds. He, he does. does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, 35, 40 passing touchdowns isn't out of the question for him. 5,000 yards is not out of the question. Hey, and if they go – 10 wins and get to a new year's six bowl game. Uh, that's, uh, that's something to do with NC state and the recruits you get in that area of the country. So uh, that's, that's the darkest of the dark horse. Yeah. Plus 6,666 to one there. Uh, good pull. That would be a hell of a payday there. Uh, putting a hundo on that. So uh, I, I like that pick too. Um, again, kind of probably similar mindsets between you and I uh, taking kind of a, a dark horse name, uh, but I, I mean a name, I think you have to have a name that resonates with college football fans, but, uh, you know, an ACC quarterback that maybe leads their team to, uh, an, an uprising here in 2022. So mm-hmm. we're on it. All right. Moving on college football playoff. We're going to give out our playoff for our national championship game and, uh, our national champion, Bobby, I will let you have first crack. Give me a, give me your four. If you are ready to do so, sir. Yeah, yeah. Number one, uh, number, I'll just get number one and two right off the bat. Um, Alabama and Ohio State. I, I just think the two most complete teams. Um, schedule's favorable for them. Uh, big games at home, um, and then you know the, their their conference is winnable. Um, you know they've each only lost a handful of games the last couple of years, so that's my one and two there. Uh, number three, uh, coming out of the Pac-12, we finally get a Pac-12 team back in the playoffs. I got the, the Utah Utes. Um, I think undefeated season is not out of the realm of possibilities for them this year. Um, just so strong. They made it to the Rose Bowl last year, come within a field goal of winning the whole thing. Um, and the whole team basically comes back. I think they're going to be just as strong. Um, and they'll start it off this weekend with the season opening statement game at, at the Swamp in Florida. Um, so that's my number three. And then <clears throat> number four, uh, last year's champion, the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I, I think they definitely win the SEC East, lose a close one to Alabama in the SEC title game. Um, they do just enough to kind of sneak them in there at number four, kind of like Notre Dame did in 2020 when, you know, undefeated the whole season, lose title game, hang on to that number four and make your way in. So there, there's, there's my four all red playoff this year. Okay. Me and you have three of the four. Oh, excuse me. Not, not surprising. I got the Buckeyes number one. I got Alabama coming in number two, um, Big Ten champs and your SEC champs. Um, I I do agree with you with Georgia. I slotted them four because I think they lose that SEC championship game. Um, maybe it's just like last year where Georgia comes in clean, unblemished, and the loss total coming into the SEC championship. Maybe Bama has a trip up in the regular season. But either way, I, I, I think both those teams – uh, go into that relatively clean, or they both could be undefeated. But I think the committee, again, to kind of avoid a uh, a rematch in back-to-back games, will move Georgia down to that four line in my scenario. And number three, I hate it. It's chalky as hell. 
with my Heisman pick as well. I'm going to Clemson. Um, I I think I I love the defense, and 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 I think that's going to be their calling card this year. And I think Dabo's not afraid to pull the hook on DJ if he doesn't get back to uh, playing good football quarterback. Uh, the freshman, I know it's a big ass, but we've seen Deshaun and we've seen Trevor Lawrence come in as a freshman at Clemson, uh, kind of led by a good defense. So I think the scenario is there. I know they've lost both their offensive and defense coordinators, but um, I don't know. I just think they can get it done. And, I mean, is USC ready? Uh, not sure about A&M. Oklahoma's got a new coach. I like both our teams, Bobby, but, I mean, we, we both kind of got the big bad Buckeyes on our schedule. Uh, this year in some other spots, uh, Texas, uh, I do like your Utah pick. Um, let me run through the national championship odds real quick. And then, um, I mean, not every team in the country, but uh, a, a nice list here. And then we'll give our national championship picks. Um, Oregon, Wisconsin, Penn State, all plus 8,000. LSU, Miami, Ole Miss at plus 6,600. We got Utah at plus 5,000. Uh, Texas, Michigan, Notre Dame, all grouped at plus 4,000. Uh, Oklahoma, plus 3,300. Uh, A&M, plus 2,500. USC, plus 1,800. Clemson, plus 1,000. Georgia, plus 350. Ohio State, plus 300. And Bama, at plus 175 is your national championship odds. Um, that's on oddshark.com, by the way. So, I mean, it, it could be different depending on what book you're looking at, but I got the four betting favorites to to win the national championship and <laughs> my four. Again, I hate it, but that's that's where I'm at. Um I got I got the Buckeyes over Alabama in the national championship game. I think Ohio State gets it done. Um I hate that. I mean, obviously being being a Michigan fan, um, I don't want to see that, but I think uh it's their year. Um I like the the defense coordinator higher. Plus, they weren't that bad defense if you look at the numbers. Uh, their offense is going to be filthy. That's where I'm at. Bobby, what's uh, your title game and, and your champ? I, I got the same title game, different outcome. I, I got Alabama winning this one all again. Um, kind of a repeat of you know, 2020 as well. Uh, I just think Alabama missed out last year. And, you know, the years they, they miss out or the years they lose, the next year they come back even stronger and usually win. So uh, that's, that's – I'm going to go with recent history and uh, I'm going to roll with the Crimson Tide this year. Yeah. I, I think the only reason I – I mean, both teams are, are great. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up, though, here. I get the blue chip ratio. Now, I'm a believer in this. I'm not trying to convert anybody who isn't. But, a bit, you know, the blue chip ratio is um, – your roster four and five star recruits what percentage of blue chip prospects you have on your roster now i think you can even date this back to the the very beginning of the bcs so 98 25 years or so but if you just want to take it back to 2000 i think every national champion with the exception of that auburn team with cam that was so special had a blue chip ratio over 50 percent. now there's 15 teams bobby that have a blue chip ratio of 50% or more. I'm going to read the list bottom to top. Um, we don't have to, you. Do, I mean, you can react at the end. I just want the people knowing out there if they're, you know, playing a future for the national championship. I think you could cross out most all teams in the country and then pick from this list of 15. And I think you could cross off some of these in the 15. But here we go. We got Auburn, Miami, Penn State, Michigan, Oregon, Florida. They're all 54% to 60%. 
Then we get to the mid to high 60% teams, Notre Dame, Clemson, LSU, and Texas. Then the last column, 70% is Texas A&M, 71% is Oklahoma. The Georgia Bulldogs have 77% four- and five-star recruits. Highest state with 80, and Alabama leads with 89% of their roster as four- and five-star uh, recruits on that. So I just wanted to get that out, a little nugget for the people out there laying a future. Again, I think there's some obvious cross-off teams on there, but um, safe to say your national champion is going to come out of this list. Uh, any thoughts on that going uh, going into the air? I mean, uh, your thoughts on the blue-chip ratio? Take it away. Yeah, I, I I strongly agree with that. Stars, they matter. I mean, they do. I mean, you know, you do get the random two, three, sometimes even no star athlete that develops by their senior year. But if that's one person on a team of all three stars, it's 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 tough. Um, so I, I think you'd even go from 60% and up would be the team to pick from. So I think that eliminates yeah. five teams. So there's 10 right there. Um, and I don't know if you would even consider Texas and Oklahoma um, – kind of on that same trajectory as the other teams so I, i'm right there with you hand pick your one out of there and you know you're bound to determined to make some money on a good year yeah no doubt all right let's get to these uh games the big game preview uh brought to you by pizza crossing see I, it's really not but i mean if they want to sponsor it uh they can go right ahead but i i got seven games this week bobby that are uh you know, big game, game of the week category. Uh, I got two Thursday nights. Um, the rest, except the last one, are all Saturdays. Then I got a Sunday nighter. But we'll go in chronological order here. We're going to start the backyard brawl. West Virginia, the Mountaineers, go to Pitt, take on the 17th-ranked Pitt Panthers. The total 51.5. Pittsburgh, a 7.5-point favorite. ESPN Thursday night, 7 Eastern time kickoff. Uh, I'll, I'll hand you this one off here and, and you run with it. What's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that some of these kids that play on each team here um, kind of understand the, the tradition of the rivalry and everything it means just because it hasn't been played in so long um, spent since, you know, conference expansions and everything. So I, I hope that that is there. And I think the coaches will have them up and ready for that. Um, West Virginia, I, I think they're on the upswing. I, I think this is kind of the year they got to turn it around. Um, and then Pitt obviously had the great year last year, good couple last couple years with Kenny Pickett at the helm. Um, and they get a good transfer coming in, Keaton Slobos. I think it's going to be great for them. Um, and I got Pitt, um, and I got them there. They'll be one of my locks later when we get into those later today. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go opposite. I just think the emotion, and I agree with you, Neil Brown and West Virginia. Uh, it's kind of a do or die season. Um, I know they got to go into Pittsburgh, but I just think that the emotion of the rivalry, uh, maybe that, that hook saves us, uh, if you're betting with me, not a lock, but I like the years to, to cover at least. I think Pittsburgh wins the game, but I, I think they keep it within the number. Um, might be a little bit of a sloppy, uh, game, uh, both teams going to bring in a new quarterback. Uh, so not clicking on all cylinders yet, but that's, that's where I'm at with that one. All right, moving on. Game two on Thursday night, 8 Eastern time kickoff on Fox. A Big Ten opener. Penn State, the Nittany Lions, on the road, a three-and-a-half point favorite. Travel to the Boilermakers of Purdue. 53-and-a-half is the total. This is one of my locks. I will lay the three-and-a-half. I think Penn State's going to be better this year. Uh, You're going to get Sean Clifford at his best because he's going to be healthy at this point in the season. Um Purdue, I'm hearing a lot of Purdue to win the West type 
and uh, that makes me like Penn State a little more. Penn State defensively, they're still going to be really good. They were last year. Uh, I know they lost some some players uh, to the draft, but I think Mustaford on the defensive line is back. Um, he missed some time last year, so that's a huge uh, addition, if you will, um, into the lineup. I, I'd like the Nittany Lions uh, in this one. And also, final point, if you recall, last year Penn State opened up on the road a week one at uh, Wisconsin and kind of won an ugly game uh, going away with their defense. I think similar things happen here. So give me the Nittany Lions. I'll lay the three and a half. They win the football game. Uh, how say you? Uh, I'm right there with you. Penn State wins the game. I, I like them covering three and a half. Um, I think that's I, I think that's a little generous for Penn State. Um, so I think that's going to lose a lot of money for some you know casinos and apps. Uh, like you said, Clifford, if he's healthy, he's good. As long as he's not pressing, I think it's year six for him. Uh, got a lot to prove since I think it hasn't really been to a big bowl game. I think they had the big one was against Kentucky, like in the Citrus Bowl. But, I mean, if you can really call that a big bowl game. Um, they've been close in the East a couple years, and I think this is like the last hurrah for him. So as long as he doesn't press and lets the game come to him, I think Clifford will have a huge year and kind of lead this team to back where they should be. All right, game three. Number 23, Cincinnati. The Bearcats coming off a playoff appearance last year. They open up the season in Fayetteville going to number 19, Arkansas. The Razorbacks, a six-and-a-half point favorite. 52 even is the total right now. 3.30 Eastern time kick on Saturday on ESPN. Interesting game. Excited for this one. Bobby, your thoughts? I'll give it to you first. Yeah, I'm going with the Hogs. Uh, I think they've got a great football team. They started out great last year and faded away. Um, I think they'll start off hot again. I think Cincinnati's going to stink this year. I, I, I think they lost a lot on the defensive side and offensive side. And I just don't think they'll be, you know, a 12-0 team again. You know, they might win eight, nine games because they play in the AAC, but you're not going to compete with the big boys that the Hogs have this year. Yeah, it's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy uh, if you think about this game. And I'm with you. I agree. I'll, I'll lay the six and a half with Arkansas. Arkansas, their their physical bumper pool, their linebacker, their leading tacklers back. I like that. I like the the transfer from Oklahoma, Jaden Hazelwood. Um, is he going to be as good as uh, Burks, the receiver? I don't know if he's going to be that good, but uh, I mean, at least you got a number one target, uh, KJ Jefferson. Jefferson, excuse me, the sophomore monster quarterback is back. Uh, you know they can rely on him. Sam Pittman. Off a nine and four year, uh, a former offense line coach, they're going to run the ball and be physical on both lines of scrimmage. And I'm with you. If you look at Cincinnati, you lose uh, Jerome Ford, your your stud running back, Desmond Ritter, uh, your star quarterback, two cover corners, Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. Um, I think Pierce, the the white wide receiver, that was a, a nice jump ball. Red zone targets gone too. That's five big time contributors off the team. Uh, I don't know if Cincinnati is going to stink like you do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I can see them still winning double digit games and, and winning their conference, but, uh, to go down to Arkansas and, and face that team that I think, uh, has a chance to be pretty damn good this year and, uh, be a, be a factor in the sec West is, uh, an awful big ask. And we get it under a touchdown here. Um, yeah, I, I like Arkansas by touchdown, the 10 points. So I'll, I'll lay the six and a half for sure. All right. Halfway through here, game four. Another 3.30 game on ABC. It's in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. The butthole kind of looks like, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it does. But anyway, 
And we got a top 11 matchup here. Number 11, Oregon, making the flight over to the Eastern time zone. The Ducks uh, will take on your defending, reigning national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, number three in the land in the preseason ball. Huge spread on this one. 17 is the number right now that Bulldogs are favored by. 53 is the over-under. Bobby, I'm not touching this game uh, with the 10-foot pole. Part of me wants to think that Oregon has some some bodies on the on the first string uh, to bang with with Georgia. I don't know if I mean Bo Nix is probably the quarterback for Oregon. Um, I don't know if I like that, but uh, it, again, I think Georgia wins the football game. I would be rather shocked if Oregon won the game. Think gun the head, maybe Oregon could keep it within the number, but I'm not betting this game. Uh, I think Georgia wins. It's virtually going to be a home game for them. Um, I'm excited for this one just to see uh, what Georgia looks like uh, coming off a national championship. And uh, if Oregon plays well, I think that's kind of a step in the right direction. Uh, Dan Lanning, that little X factor, he takes over for Oregon, the former Georgia def- defensive coordinator there. But your thoughts on this uh, this marquee matchup? Yeah. If, if this was Oregon State, I'm taking the 17 all day, but it's not. Um, I, I'm i not as confident in or as in, as you are in Oregon, I think. Um, I think Dan Lanning year one, not having recruits that fit what he wants to do, um, obviously coming in after the title game last year. So I think that's going to kind of hamper them a little bit Um, and then getting the new system up and running and to go against the defense, the the best defense, most likely in college football, one of the best, if not the best um, in your first game in Georgia, uh, an hour away from this team's home stadium, home college base, not, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. I think Oregon keeps it close for a quarter and a half, um, but then the Bulldogs just wear them down. I think the running game is going to be huge for Georgia, uh, and I think their defense is just going to suffocate Oregon and pre- prevent them from doing what they want to do. So I, I, I like Bulldogs' money line um, spread, no chance. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Georgia, I mean, they since Kirby's got there, they've always been able to run the football and play defense. So I, I think your uh, forecast there is – is pretty good. Uh, all right, moving on. You mentioned this game earlier, dude. Uh, we got an, a little nightcap. Pac-12 going into SEC country. Uh, number seven, Utah. Going into Gainesville to the Swamp to take on the Florida Gators. The Utes, seventh-ranked team in the country. A two-and-a-half-point road favorite. 51 is the total. Seven Eastern time kickoff on ESPN. You already gave it away, so I'll let you start this one out. Uh, why is the Utes going to win this football game and make a statement? Cam rising and defense. That, that's, that's what Utah is going to do in this game. Uh, I think it's the first time Florida's been a home dog since the 90s to any team other than like Florida State or Miami. So that, that says a lot. <laughs> um, I, 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 I love seeing Utah go on there. I love that this isn't a neutral site game like the Georgia-Oregon game is. Um, getting, getting the teams to play in their, their home stadiums, I think it just adds a little bit more to the game. Um, you know, get to check out the first half hour of this game before, you know, the, the Bucks and the Irish come on. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I, I, I think Utah just goes in there, sets the tone early. Um, and, and if they do that, they, you know, they get up 10 nothing, 13 nothing. I think it's going to be a long night for Florida um, trying to come back in that. Um, I, I, I love Utah. I, I like I like to spread three even. Um, g- give me that Utah three even the whole time. But uh, another surprise on this one, I'm going to go under. I, I think this is, you know, a 21-10 type of game, uh, real low-scoring defensive game. Florida, new new uh, scheme with Billy Napier. They may not be up to speed yet, 
So suffocating defense, low scoring, give me the under every time. 51 and a half, too. Yeah. I Man, again, this is one I, I kind of want to take a nibble at the dog here. Florida at home, I think it's going to be hot and muggy. I'm not going to pull the trigger, though. Um, I, I mean, I'm leaning that way, but I'm starting to hear some some other people, uh, the other podcasts and, and some articles I've, I've read getting ready for this week one. Uh, Florida's becoming a little too trendy for me, um, even though the line the line's going up. So I think Joe Public might be a little bit on Utah. I just worry about the uh, the humidity, and and I mean I know it's a seven o'clock game, but it's Florida. Like a, a thunderstorm could roll in at any second. Um, but I I kind of applaud Utah um, and Florida for for making this game. And and yeah, you're right. You mentioned it. It's an on campus game. That's cool as hell. Um, you know, to for Utah to experience the swamp. And uh, I don't know. Florida, I, I worry about their depth a little bit too. I, th- I think their first stringers are pretty good. Um, I do like Richardson, Anthony Richardson, the sophomore quarterback, a little bit. But uh, is he better than Riot, Cam Rising? I don't know. So stay away from me. Um, again, I would I would lean Florida in a, in, a, in a tight one, maybe to pull the upside, but it's kind of becoming a little too trendy for me. So it's a pass. Um, so – We'll move on. All right, Bobby, here's your game. Game number six on our list. 7.30 Eastern time on ABC, the big one of the week. Your Notre Dame Fighting Irish, fifth-ranked team in all the land in the preseason poll, visits the Horseshoe. The number two team in the country awaits them, the Ohio State Buckeyes. 17-point favorite is Ohio State. 59 is the over-under total. Bobby, I look at this game, another big spread like the Oregon-Georgia game. Uh, I have similar thoughts about both games, but I'll, I'll give you the ball here first. Uh, what do you want to see? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with your Irish in this one? Yeah, I, I, I understand the the points differential here, just because Ohio State. You know, you bring back two top receivers, running back, quarterback. Irish lose the quarterback, running back, and a receiver from last year, but bring back the entire defense, get an All-American transfer from Northwestern. So the defense is going to be set. Um, it, are the Irish 17-and-a-half-point underdogs? Yeah. Are, is, are they that bad compared to Ohio State? Not at all. Um, I, I do think Ohio State wins this game. Um, being at home, the home opener for the Buckeyes, you know, that stadium is going to be rocking. Uh, if you can afford to get into the stadium, if that is – um, <laughs> yeah, but but I, I think this is a closer game. I think this is a, a three point game. I, I think the Irish oh. keep this one close. I think the Buckeyes do just enough to to hold them off. Um, I you know it's going to be I you know every time we've played Ohio State, you know since the Fiesta Bowl in two thousand six when Brady Quinn and AJ Hawk were the main storyline, I've just had this like pit in my stomach like yeah they're going to kick our ass it's that's just how it goes they get better recruits they have better coaching yada 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 i've had this that year, pit before yeah it's <laughs> it, it's it's inevitable it's like watching your team play the patriots in the nfl you know what's going to happen um this is the first time i don't feel that i i feel that notre dame has recruited well can hang with the buckeyes and, and can definitely win this game um i think just the x factor in this game is you know where it's being played it's in Columbus this year. It's in South Bend next year. I think it's a split. Um, but, you know, Irish keep this one close. I think, I think they went out the rest of the way. 11-1, you're sitting there top, top six, top five come playoff time. A couple upsets, you're, you're sneaking in. So as long as they keep it close um, and don't just get absolutely boat raced, I'll, I'll be happy. Um, and staying healthy as well. I think that's the key. You don't want to 
lose, you know, a quarterback or a starting cornerback um, at this game right now. So uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's the most excited that I've been for a regular season game in a long time, maybe since that Clemson game in 2020. Um, I just think the Buckeyes just they're 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 on a roll, and I don't think anybody's getting in their way in the regular season. Yeah, I again, I I'm not gonna touch this um, gambling wise. I think Vegas might be around where the number will end up. I, I just don't see. I agree with you. Like Notre Dame defensively, they're damn good. They've been really good under Brian Kelly. I don't think that will will drop off any. I just worry Buckner's first start going into that environment. Uh, I do like Tyree, Chris Tyree, the running back. Obviously, Mayer, the tight end, is a nice weapon. Going to have good offensive line play. Um, I think your your chances to shorten the game, run the football, control clock, kind of an old school game plan, play field position, muck it up. But even if you play good defense against Ohio State, I mean, I'm just going back to last year. I mean, Michigan held them to 27 in the big house that was. Oregon, I think, held them to, what was it? Was that like 42-28? And the, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you hold them down and play good defense against Ohio State, they're probably going to get to, you know, 20, 27 to 31 points. I don't know if Notre Dame could score that many. Maybe they can. I mean, I know Buckner has some mobility, correct? Mm-hmm. So so maybe that gives Ohio State fits. I'm just not touching it. Um, I'm not trying to offend you or anything. I, You know, it's just I, I think Ohio State wins. They probably win going away. But um, I, could, I could see Notre Dame um, – it, to me, Vegas is begging you to take Notre Dame too. I mean, how many times has Notre Dame been a seventeen-point underdog? It, you know, I, I I can't think of a time. So, uh, I think they're begging you to take it. Um, I'm not willing to put my balls on the line there, but I mean, I'm rooting for a good game. And the way I look at it, selfishly, one of these teams is going to take an L in Week One. So, right. I guess I could take some solace in that uh, to be a little bit of a prick. But uh, yeah, but last point. Um, it, it's an obvious one, but that's a fucking helmet game, dude. Like that first play, if they get that camera shot down the line of scrimmage at some point early in the game, it just, you know, and it's two top five teams, obviously, but you know, those helmet games, we talk about them here on the podcast. Don't matter what the record is, uh, what's on the line. You see the, you see two iconic helmets and the uniforms across the line of scrimmage from each other. Uh, gets, gets you six to midnight real quick. So, uh, if you're a college football fan. Um, so anyway, final game, dude, uh, we go to Sunday night, seven thirty Eastern time, ABC down in NOLA down on the Superdome, Florida state want to know they won last week. Uh, they took on Duquesne, blew them out. Good for the Knolls. Um, uh, they will take on LSU, Brian Kelly's debut, uh, for the Bayou Bengals, LSU three and a half point favor 51 and a half is the total. I, I kind of like Florida state going into the season. Uh, you know, in this game, I might wait for it. If it gets up to four, I might take the Knolls. I just keep going back to that Notre Dame opener um, last year uh, where Florida State played them close. Now, I know that was a Doak Campbell down in Tally, so a little bit of a different scenery, obviously. But I think the Knolls could keep this close and, and maybe win the game outright. Not a lock. I'm just saying uh, i got a sneaky suspicion. Plus, getting a game under your belt, I think that kind of helps. You knock the rust off. Uh, you've already went through a game week of preparation and a game. So um, I don't know. I, I think one of these big games, we're, we're going to see a, a surprise, and maybe this one's it. Uh, how say you, FSU, LSU? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you right there. Florida State getting a little bit of run time under their belt. I think that helps. Uh, I think they stayed healthy, played a decent game, albeit a cupcake schedule game. Um, sure. But I, I, I do think they keep it close. I don't think they win. LSU just does not lose in the Superdome. Uh, That's I true. Think. So, you know, it is Brian Kelly's first game. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels is the starting quarterback, I believe. Um, I, th- I, I think, think both guys will play, though. I think Nussmeyer will right. get burned, too. Right. And – so I, I, th- I think, you know, th- that the athletes that LSU has that they've carried over from the Orgeron era, what they've got in the transfer portal and what little Kelly recruited in, um, I, I think they're just, you know, head and shoulders above the athletes that Florida State have at this moment. Um, so give me, give me the Tigers, but I, I wouldn't bet this game. I wouldn't go either way on this one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not locking it up either. I, I just hope it's a, I hope it's a good one and it's going to be a standalone game. Uh, again, that's a helmet game too. You see those two uh, uniforms across each other, those two helmets. Uh, it, it'll be a cool sight and a cool atmosphere. All right, well, there's your games of the week preview, Bobby. I'm going to run through uh, the schedule, um, you know, the stuff we missed. And uh, if you have a lock, if you have a thought on a game, uh, I'll give a, a moment of pause. Uh, I'm still going to go in chronological order here, just some of the ones I, I circled and jotted down. We'll run through this. Uh, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to belabor it, but we'll run through it relatively quickly. Um, Thursday night, Central Michigan at number twelve, Oklahoma State, FS1, seven Eastern Time. The Cowboys twenty-one and a half point favorites. I do anything to you? Central Michigan's beaten before out there, so yeah, you know, there's there's always a chance, but no, Oklahoma State in this one. Yeah, that's why that's why I circled it. The Cooper Rush walk-off touchdown. All right, moving on. Friday night, Western Michigan at number 15, Michigan State, 7 Eastern time, ESPN Sparty, 22-point faves. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as the cash checks when they get back to Kalamazoo, that's that's all you can ask for from Western <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, I like this game a little bit here. Uh, Ricky Ronnie, the former Penn State offense coordinator, I think he's second or third year head coach at Old Dominion, uh, seven Eastern ESPN on ESPN on Friday night. Uh, they welcome in Virginia Tech in state rivalry. Britt Pry, the former Penn State DC, going at it as the head coach now for the Hokies. Virginia Tech, a seven point favorite, but the ODU's beat them uh, a couple years ago at home. Uh, again, a little in state uh, lack of respect type game. Um, any thoughts on that one? No, I think Virginia Tech gets this one. ODU, you know, that's a sneaky 9-10 win team, though, once they get in conference play. All right, two more Friday games. 8 Eastern, FS1. Uh, Illinois, 1-0 on the air. They go to uh, Indiana. Big 10 game for both of them. Uh, Hoosiers, one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm locking up uh, I'm locking up the Illini. I, I like them. like Chase Brown, the running back. Um you know, they got a game under their belt like that, and I think Indiana will uh, stink again. I think Illinois' trajectory is going up a little bit. Give me the uh, ILL-INI uh, plus the points. Your thoughts if you have one. Yeah, this is one of my locks of the week. Um, you know, insert picture of Salt Bay sprinkling the salt. That, that's me sprinkling some rubles on this game for Illinois. Uh, they looked pretty good last week against Wyoming, um, you know, once they got a couple drives under their belt. So I think they're going to be pretty good. And they were one of my surprise teams this year in the Big Ten West. So uh, this would be a good start for them. Final one, uh, TCU, 13.5-point favorites at Colorado. I mean, two Power 5 teams there. Cool uniform matchup. 
uh, run Ralphie, run 10 Eastern time on ESPN. Any thoughts on that one? Uh, no, nah, I'll take the Buffaloes just because they're at home. All right, so we move to Saturday. Noon Eastern time games, number 13, NC State, 11.5-point favorites at East Carolina. Uh, In-state, little uh, another kind of big guy versus small guy rivalry game. Any uh, any opinions on this one? No, I, I think, like I said, NC State is one of my, my sleeper teams for the year. Devin Leary, my Heisman dark horse. Um, I think it's a five-touchdown passing game for him this game, and NC State easily. Okay, next one. Rutgers, Big Ten, uh, at an ACC foe, Boston College, BC, seven-point favorite, noon Eastern time, ACC Network on Saturday. I think that'll be a good game. I, I agree. Um, I, I think these are – I think Rutgers has gotten better since Shiano came back. Yep. Um, I, I, we've talked about BC this year where we like what Halfley and Dracovic, uh have up there. So I think it'll be a good game, close, but I think BC wins this one. Okay, two more noon ones, I believe. Here's an under-the-radar one, FS1, noon Eastern time. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, go to Iowa City, take on the Hawkeyes. South Dakota State, I, they made a Final Four run in FCS last year in the playoffs. Very good program. We've seen Iowa lose to North Dakota State before uh, and Northern Illinois, so they've been bitten by the FCS bug. I'm just saying, watch out, Hawkeyes. Uh, no line, of course, on that one at time of recording uh, that I could find. They usually, you know, post those Friday night and the Saturday morning. But, uh, you know, the Jacks, dangerous team. Iowa better be ready. That's all I'm saying. I agree, but I think Iowa takes this one easily. Final noon game, in-state rivalry, another P5 versus G5. This one a little different, though. Well, it's not really that different. But North Carolina on the road. North Carolina did win a week zero game last week. Uh, the Tar Heels at Appalachian State, our favorite stadium maybe in the country down there in Boone, North Carolina. Tar Heels, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, this is a lock game for me. I think North Carolina, you're getting a little bit of value. I think the Vegas books are freaking out a little bit. So the Tar Heels, only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I like UNC. Lock them up. Uh, I think uh, a little bit of a trendy pick is that. Not going to be easy, but I like North Carolina to the win. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, for for out of a chaos standpoint, I, I want App State to win this game. Uh, prove that they can belong. Uh, I think they you know have a comparable team to North Carolina this year, and I, I think they got that home field advantage in Boone, like you talked about. Okay, moving on here. Uh, Houston, number twenty four in the country at UTSA, midday three thirty Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Cougs four and uh, four point favorites. UTSA upset them last year. Can they do it again? Your thoughts? Uh, not this year. Give me the Houston. Give me the fighting Holgersons. Okay. I, I think I agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, that line's a little stubby, but uh, I think that's Vegas respecting UTSA. The Roadrunners are at home, too, so uh, nothing to, to scoff at. Moving to the night slate on Saturday night, uh, Army at Coastal Carolina, 7 Eastern time, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, looking for a line here, uh, Coastal Carolina two-point favorite. So a tight shave, according to Vegas here. But that'll be a fun one. Triple option versus uh, kind of a spread hybrid triple option with Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall. Uh, I like that matchup. Yeah, I do too. I think Coastal was my pick to win the fun belt this year. So I'm going to keep going with them. Okay, moving on. We got Mississippi State hosting Memphis. Uh, the Bulldogs 16-point favorite, 7:30 Eastern Time. ESPNU. 
Memphis pulled the upset last year at Memphis. I think uh, Mississippi State with uh, Mike Leach and, and that offense uh, get some revenge. But Memphis, Memphis always has athletes, so uh, that might be one to watch later on in the evening. Uh, there's going to be big games on when that game's going on, but uh, maybe like a third or fourth screen. Any thoughts on that one, Bob? Yeah, this one's given me, you know, back and forth for a long time. I, 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 I don't know how to pick this one. I, I think just Mississippi State just, you know, you know, getting the revenge for last year, like you said. But I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis pulls it off again. Okay. Four more games here. I got Louisville at Syracuse, ACC Network, the Cardinal, four-and-a-half-point favorites, eight Eastern Time, ACC Network, like I said, in the Ardress, formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Like Louisville, that line keeps growing, though. Uh, that's losing a little bit of luster. Almost locked up Louisville. But uh, your thoughts on that ACC opener for both clubs? Yeah, uh, I like the Cardinals a lot as well. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch this game. Uh, just recent history uh, with, with the Cardinals and the Orange. Um, but I, I, I do like the Louisville to win this one outright. Okay, moving on. 10.30 Eastern time, ESPN Saturday night. Oregon State, a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Excuse me. They host the Boise State Broncos. Uh, Going to be a lot of orange probably in this one, but a fun matchup. Um, I, I think that'll be a, a quality win for whoever comes out on top of that one. Absolutely. And uh, I, I want to go with Boise State in this one. I, I, I think that uh, Hank Bachmeyer, quarterback, I think they got a, a good year in them coming up. So give, give me the Broncos in this one. Final game Saturday night that we have got uh, wrote down here. FS1, 1030 Eastern time kick. Pac-12 after dark, the Washington Huskies. First-year head coach Kalen DeBoer, Michael Penix Jr., transfer quarterback, a new regime for the Huskies, a UW. They host the uh, Kent State Golden Flashes, up-tempo offense. Uh, Washington, 23-point favorites. That gets the 24. I might be uh, taking the Golden Flashes there. Uh don't know, really know what to get there with Washington yet, but that could be a track meet early on uh, and uh, something to watch for. Uh, your thoughts, if you have any on that one. Yeah, I think Kent State's going to be really strong. I wouldn't be surprised if they hold the lead a couple times in this game. Um, but in the end, 23 is too uh, – I think it's too big for me to go. So I, I like the Huskies outright. Final game, Monday night, the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. Georgia Tech hosts the number four ranked Clemson Tigers, eight Eastern time on ESPN ACC opener. Um, I just, you know, Clemson on the road, uh, that might be tricky, but I think Tech's going to stink, and I think Clemson will blow them out. But uh, any thoughts on our final, uh, you know, what to watch for weekend menu type deal we do here on the show? Uh, curious to see if Clemson does go two quarterbacks in this game. Uh, I think it's, it's a good opportunity for them to do so. We've seen them do yeah. it before. Uh, with uh, Hunter Bryant and Trevor Lawrence. So I think that's a couple we're going to see, but I think Clemson is just too much for Georgia Tech. All right, dude. We got one more piece of business here. Uh, it's locks. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I got six, uh, six logs for the fire. Um, how many do you got? One, two, three, four, five, six as well. Okay. Well, we can alternate back and forth here. Um, you go ahead with your first one. Uh, yeah, first one I got is uh, LSU money line in that game. Like I said, Tigers don't lose in, in the Superdome, and that continues. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Penn State laying the three and a half on the road at Pitt, or, uh, Purdue. Excuse me. Uh, we talked about that, obviously, in the game preview. Uh, so uh, moving on, I will go next 
again, we talked about this one in our game previews. Uh, give me the Razorbacks laying the six and a half host in Cincinnati. Uh, Bobby, your second lock. Yeah, this will be a quick, easy one. I got the, the Penn State three and a half as well. Okay, Bobby, go ahead with your third. Third pick. Uh, I know we just talked about this game. I, I know I said that Clemson is going to win this game, but Georgia Tech 21 and a half. Um, I think they can, you know, they can score a little bit. Uh, I think Jeff Sims will have a decent game. Um, and 21 and a half, I, I like that a lot out of Georgia Tech. So give me Georgia Tech to cover. I'm not going to go there with you, but I will agree. I, I kind of like Jeff Sims. I'm not going to lie. I, I, you know, I think he's, he's solid. Uh, my third pick, Homer pick here, uh, Michigan Wolverines laying the 30 and a half right now. Uh, they play at noon against Colorado State on ABC. Uh, we usually talk about our teams, but um, I'm only going to bring up Michigan until they play somebody worth the damn. Again, I'm going to apologize on behalf of the entire athletic, uh, you know, um, whatever faction, the athletic department. There's the word I was looking for for our non-conference schedule this year. Um, usually if our teams isn't in a marquee game, we, we, we talk about the game just to stroke our egos. But uh, again, unintentional, but, uh, you know, Harbaugh usually pounds these uh, G5 non-conference teams into oblivion. Uh, so I, I think they do that. First-year head coach Mike Norvell – or uh, Jay Norvell, excuse me, Colorado State air raid team. Uh, could be a long day for them. Uh, Michigan bullies them around. Uh, Bobby, your pick. Uh, yeah, another we talked about earlier. I got the Illinois money line. Um, I, I, I'm real high on the fighting the line. I, and I think this is a good start. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with mine then. I got Illinois. I'll take the one and a half, and I'm going to sprinkle. It's uh, plus 115. So me and you are lockstep there. I'll, I'm also taking the points there. Uh, I'm going to go Kentucky. Laying the 16 and a half. They got Miami, Ohio coming down to Lexington. Uh, Miami's not going to be terrible this year, but I, I think Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, and the boys uh, come out and, and, and pound the Red Hawks. Uh, fuck you, Miami. That's the Bobcat coming out of me a little bit. But, uh, you know, Kroger Field, I think the 20th rated team in the country. Kentucky has a preseason ranking, and it's not basketball. Uh, that's that's something I, I think they, uh, they, they kill Miami. So. Your thoughts, uh, or your next pick, I should say. Yeah, um, where am I at here? Yeah, this is uh, my my one under uh, over under <laughs> for the week is uh, Utah, Florida under fifty one. Um, I, I think that's like I said, defensive game, a lot of running, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of inexperience on the Florida side. So the under is definitely the big play for me. I got one last pick, and I already mentioned it. Uh, I got North Carolina playing the uh, one and a half at app that that's my uh my six pack of uh locks for the week um i think you got one more or maybe i i've miscounted or got confused along the way if you do let her rip yeah last one the pit panthers seven and a half to cover uh cool. the backyard brawl uh less than 24 hours and it's going to be uh a great one tomorrow night yeah man i'm so goddamn excited for this uh week one is here we made it um anyway Bobby, real real quick, we're we're motorheads, we're gearheads here. Um, where are we at? F one is that Zanvoort, right in the Netherlands this week? Yep. Um, just real quick, a pick. We we going Max again? Probably boring to say so, but uh, you 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 different from that. Yeah, 
I, I'm a broken man. I I am broken <laughs> by Ferrari. Red Bull broke me. It everything just it started out so promising. Two out of three. Uh, yeah. I, I, I how does Max not win every race the rest of the every year? I mean, he's won from 14th and 15th, so not yeah, much I, you can do. I I mean, I wasn't crunching the numbers, but I was reading people who was crunching the numbers, and uh, he could almost soap the championship by uh you know i i think it'll happen in october at at the usgp but it might be october 9th he gets the, the championship sewn up there so uh yeah that's tough um but anyway nascar they start the playoffs uh this week where where are we at here uh, uh darlington. darlington saturday sunday night so uh yeah um Man, that ought to be a good one. Love Darlington, one of my favorite tracks on the schedule. Um, I don't know. I guess if I had to, to take a shot in the dark, uh, I mean, Ross Chastain ran pretty good there. Logano won the first one there. I'm not going to take him. Uh, I'll I'll take Larson to kind of to to be like, hey, I'm still here. Uh, but that's my pick. Getting up on the wall, running the high line, as you do at Darlington. I'll take Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got kind of kind of between two here. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Willie B. Um, probably should have won, should have won the spring race. Um, you know, he yeah, was, he got he got dumped by Logano. Absolutely, he was he was pretty dominant that day. Um, so I like Willie B. Dark Horse uh, Tyler Reddick runs just so well here. So this track's made for him, um, and he's had such a good year. Has a great car at RCR this year. So that, that's kind of my one two there on that. All right, man. Well, there you have it. College football week one uh, previewed. We're ready for games. Talked a little racing as we always do. Uh, we can get more in the playoff discussion as it gets closer to the cutoff round in a couple weeks for NASCAR. But uh, rate, review, subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Podcock PCAST. Um, listen to it. Hate on it. Play it for 15 seconds and shut it off. We don't care. Uh, we're just trying to, to game the system and, and the metrics. Um, but if you want to listen to the whole thing, that's also appreciated. But anyway, uh, Bobby Russell, thanks for doing this yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL week one will be around the corner. We'll be back next week. Uh, I will give you the floor for any famous last words. Uh, only thing that needs to be said, let's go Irish. I will sign off. Go blue. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>